Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. This week, I sit down with Melbourne-based artist Cam Scale. How you going? Good, man. Good to be here. Yeah, yeah. We're up here in Darwin um, for the uh, Darwin Street Art Festival. It's been uh, been hot, hot work. It's stinking at the moment. It is just, uh, I don't know, get up early, work till about 11, and then knock off till 2 when the shade moves over. Yeah. And that's if you're lucky. Some people are just full sun all day, so yeah, tough gig. It is, it is. And just try not to, uh, you know, um, get stuck at monsoons in the evening. <laughs> like some people. Yeah. Mentioning any names here. Yeah, I'm a bit croaky today. <laughs> uh, I don't, you know, you've probably noticed my voice has changed a bit. It's, uh, it comes from a big night at, uh, out in Darwin. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I peeled off early. I think I'll, I'll, I'll wait for uh, the end of the week before we um, mm. revisit the, <laughs> the place. Yeah. I'm all wrapped up with uh, my mural, and it's my last. It was my last night here, so yeah, I'll leave yeah. fly out today. But um, yeah, I got to be excited. I think. Yeah, you came it. <laughs> <laughs> no messing around. Nah, in and out, mate. Um, so anyway, I'm um wanted to uh, find out more about you and your art. Like um, you know, seen you around for years, seen your art around for years, but haven't actually like sat down and spoken to you much about about your art and your art practice, and mm. and you as a person. I don't know mm. that much about you. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like you were mentioning the other day that you, uh, you come from an army family, is that right? You moved around yeah, a lot? Yeah, yeah. So dad moved every, uh, every two years roughly up and down the east coast of Australia. Um, up until I started hitting high school and then he was, you know, trying to stay still so he can get a bit, bit of education. So we did, um, did a little bit in the Torres Strait for a while, Ballarat, things like that. Just, you know, all random little army bases, so... Yeah, it was good. Yeah, and like, was it adventurous sort of growing up on an army base? Yeah, totally. I mean, um, yeah, if we're allowed to to get in there and run a mark, you know, the, you're the boss's kid, so you can sort of get away with a bit more and, um, yeah, get into places you probably shouldn't be. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, the, the Thursday Island was a really good experience. That was just um, lots of exploring, lots of bunkers, go out in the boats, you know, the Navy patrol boats would come in and we'd get taken out on them and dive off the front of them in the channel and do all sorts of risky behaviour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get to shoot any guns or anything like that? Yeah, a little bit. Um, not so, uh, A little bit of shooting. Dad um, Dad had a Mini 14 that he that he taught us how to shoot on when we were young. Um, and, and occasionally, like, he, he came home at, at one stage with a Land Rover full of AKs and RPGs and things like that. No no rounds, just, just to show us, but... yeah. Yeah, that's probably not it's uh, for the kids re- for the kids to play with. Eh? Yeah, totally. Well, that basically it was, but um, yeah, it's certainly not um, practice that they'd recommend. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so when like, how old were you when your uh, dad settled down? Uh, yeah. So he um, he came back. So we came back to Sydney. Um, so that's where I was born. And then um, yeah, once I sort of hit high school. Um, yeah, he tried to sort of slow down the moving a bit so that we could, you know, focus on a, on a bit of education. I was a bit behind it at that point, so I had, had a fair bit of tutoring to, to try and catch up. Yeah. And did you go well with school? Uh, I, I did, like, reasonably well at school. Um, HSC in Sydney, I, I did a lot of subjects that were um, scaled down and stuff, so, I, like, my marks weren't 
terrible, but only just just passed really. Yeah, is that where the name came from? Yeah, something they, like that. They scaled it down for you. <laughs> scaled it down. It's good. <laughs> Everyone always asks where it came from, and actually, just yeah, it was just letters for a, for a graph name. So yeah, I worked out you could move them around a bit and still spell the same thing. So that's that's where that came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so with uh, with moving around and you know the upbringing you had, has that crossed over into your art at all? Um, I think it just it gives you a good perspective of just you know there's a lot going on for a lot of different people in the world. You. I guess living in one place, you're very much just, you know, affected by what's going on around you. Whereas if you move a lot, you've got to make new friends and it's new places. And I think it's just an interesting, yeah, just change your perspective. I mean, Torres Strait was great and like being a minority in the situation. So that's just another thing that you, you learn. And I think that just has an effect on your outlook. Yeah. Yeah, I found even even coming up to Darwin and hanging out with the locals and being in a different culture. Mm. Like even though I'm in the same country, it's um just completely different. Yeah, and like it's just weird. Like moving around, you, know, you go to different countries, experience different cultures. But it's um I feel like I'm experiencing a completely different culture up here. Like mm. hanging out with indigenous artists and yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, just. I know even just even just the climate it's like different pace of life and that yeah pace yeah. pace is totally different um it's like darwin time everything's a little bit slower and just take it a bit easier because mm. you're you're working so hard and the, yeah the weather's brutal but um yeah it's it's like that like you know um just same as traveling around the world you you look at different cultures you learn different things you see i don't know i guess the world in a different light so mm. yeah yeah so um so how'd you get into art? Um, how did I get into art? I always drew as a kid. Um, definitely, mum and dad, uh, you know, still have a shoebox full of little drawings of you know knights and castles and all that sort of stuff, like classic little little kid sort of things. But um, yeah, they were, they were pretty um, pretty supportive. I remember they sent us off to art classes when I was real young because I guess I just really enjoyed it. I was you know drawing little pictures for kids at school for a dollar and stuff like that. So I guess, yeah, just sort of it grew from there. And then, um, yeah, obviously once I got a bit older, the graffiti thing kicked in and I look back now and, yeah, they were actually fairly supportive in that whole thing until they worked out the full parameters of what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, they were like, Dad was always, you know, as long as you're not, doing it on anywhere that's going to be hurting somebody or you know go mm. back of a freeway or a bush spot he was always pretty cool with that sort of thing but um yeah he's he was just dead against painting trains and all that sort of stuff so there was a few um uh yeah tight spots growing up where yeah. we you know, bumped heads pretty hard yeah, yeah. I, I, I found it weird as well the fact that you know, like I've always approached graffiti as well as I don't want to upset people. Mm. I want to do it. I want yeah. to get up. Yeah. But I don't want to upset people. So I've yeah. sort of stayed off private property so yeah. much, yeah. unless it's facing the train lines or whatever. But um, but I've always hit things that aren't owned by one person. If you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. And and it's it's a weird way to you know to think about it because yeah. what ends up happening is they they go oh you've caused all this um you know damage to government property and this and that and da 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 that. Mm. And it's like, yeah, but I haven't really pissed anyone off. I've yeah. just sort of pissed off the, the government. Establishment. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? It's a, so it's, 
like I've uh, no, I've gotten a lot of trouble for it over the years. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> um, and but I've always you know I've always sort of had that in the back of my mind. You know, I'm not going to like tag someone's house. Yeah, cars, churches, pub, you know, <laughs> private things. That was always off limits, right? Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. it's funny. Like I think it's it's changing a little bit now with like you know, anything. You know, it evolves and stuff, and, mm. and the you know more hardcore bombing aspect is changing the goalposts a little bit but certainly when I came up it was yeah you'd you'd you know you'd be pissed if you came out the next morning and someone's like smashed your windshield so you don't really want to do that but you know a big grey bridge on a train line like Mm. go at it like yeah yeah. but even like painting trains and stuff like Mm. that it's it's um one of those those things it's like uh, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Totally. Because some people would be like wow look at that that's so much better. They got ads all over them anyway. Yeah (laughs) they got ads on them now so it's like that, that's allowed mm. and some of them are like top to bottom ads you can't see out the windows properly and it's like oh what's what's the difference yeah, yeah well I, I, yeah. I sort of see that that it's largely the attitude like um, you know the ads, ads are there to to make you feel inferior or to try and sell you something you know artwork public art graffiti you know it's not really selling you anything so yeah. you know yeah totally with getting into graffiti and stuff did you ever see that you were going to make a career off off your art yeah um i didn't really know what i was gonna do to be honest i finished school went straight into graphic design realized that wasn't my forte because it was very um precise i guess and i I liked a bit more bit more given in creating art um so went went through that failed the like one subject so I had to start again for the next year and then yeah that was all out the window at that point I just kept leaving the house at the right time um to hide it from my folks <laughs> and I thought all right bugger this went overseas for a bit traveled for a bit sort of looked around came home and um with no money and you know about 20 years old dad says well what are you, what are you doing with your life and I said oh, I guess I'm gonna do the art thing and he just said oh well you're going to be poor. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I, you know, and he goes, as long as you're aware of that. And I was like, yeah, no, I, you know, I think I can make it work. And he said, well, if that's what you want to do, you should, should go at it. And so, yeah, yeah, just have a crack. So when you, um, when you failed graphic design, were you, and were you like sort of setting off every day, like you're going out the door? To, yeah, that's it. <laughs> you, you know, I did exactly the same thing, did you? Yeah, but it was with high school. Oh, wicked. And, um, like I, I got to like year 12. Yeah. And I, I just wasn't going to class. Yeah. And um, so I failed on attendance. And yeah. they said, look, there's no point in you even coming. And I knew my mum would lose, lose her it. shit yeah. if I said, oh, I've got just been kicked out of high school. So I, I'd sort of wake up every morning, get ready, yeah, yeah. walk out the door yeah. with my lunch and all that. See you later. <laughs> have a good day. Totally. And uh, I held it up for a while. And I remember coming home and... Um, yeah, I was off smoking weed all day and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I come home with red eyes, and she just looked at me, and I just thought, "She Shit, knows." She knows. <laughs> yeah, that was. But then, but she she only made it to year ten, so I was like, "I oh, really I went further than you, you know." <laughs> and I got a twin brother, and he was no longer going to school. It wasn't it wasn't the end of the world, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. Like, um, you know, schools very structured for a certain type of individual, and you know the. There's so many different ways in in life to to make a crust or even just follow what you want to do, and I think that I, I don't think you should ignore school, but definitely look at other options mm. to to do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's a new age we live in, isn't it? Totally. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instagram's crazy. Yeah. So um, so I've been looking at some of the art you've been doing recently, 
And I saw that um that silo project. How'd that all come about? Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Um, uh, Juddy Juddy Roller organised that one. They they got approached um, obviously with the whole um, silo trail in Victoria, which is starting to blow up. Um, and sorry, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I don't know. I heard someone mention the silo tra- uh, yeah, trail yeah. the other day, and all I've seen is just in, like pictures that people are doing silos. I didn't realise it was actual. Is there like a, a route you can take where you yeah, can see all of them? Yeah, roughly. So it's like a, a driving route that you can take through Sheep Hill and Broom and all that sort of stuff. Okay. Um, through, yeah, out of, out of like old um, grain fields area yeah. of, of Victoria. Yeah. Okay. And does it take a long time to drive out there? A couple of hours, yeah. 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 Um, I think it's four, four or five. I think the furthest one's four or so hours out of Melbourne. No. Because yep. I'm, um, I'm planning a uh, road trip at the moment. So Get I might. Yeah. With all the grey nomads, apparently that's what they do. Yeah. Well, I've <laughs> got a few greys coming through. I'm going to hire one of those Brits camper vans. I'll fit right in. Do it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, you were saying um, Juddy Roller organised it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that came through. Um, they put out a tender for a couple of artists. Um, I was lucky enough to be chosen. Um, Went out and had a look at it, and it was way bigger than I expected it was going to be, um, which is a bit, um, yeah, a bit daunting to say the least. Um, yeah, they, they picked us up at the airport, and it's it's in Kimber, which is they call it halfway across Australia, and um, you fly uh, from Adelaide for half an hour, and then drive another two hours, and. Um, yeah, we just came over the hill and it's just this massive white thing sticking out of the landscape. You think, shit, you know, and they're like, oh, hey, what do you think? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're thinking you had a holy cow. Um, but yeah, it's it's like anything. You sort of, you work out a, um, a plan of attack and break it down into sections and um, yeah, it just slowly make, you know, comes together. Yeah. And um, is that the biggest thing you've ever painted? Easily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah by a long way. Because I was looking at some of the, even the walls for the festival we're here for, and I was looking at, like, I looked at my wall, and it's like, shit, that's big. And then I looked at Macca's wall, and I was yeah. like, whoa, that is massive. And then yeah. I even saw the one that you're doing, and it's yeah. like, shit, I'm, I don't know if I, I don't know how I'd approach any of them, you know, I'm like, the one I've got it was big enough for me, and then when yeah. I, actually when I started painting it, it, it seemed like I couldn't quite get everything to fit in properly. I had to actually cut like leave things out because oh, really? I, I ran out of space because yeah, i thought yeah. oh, i've got to go big here and, yeah, yeah i guess uh, yeah i mean after coming back from something so big now you look at other stuff and it's not quite as as mm. daunting as, as you, you you initially think but i guess it's just practice you slowly you know get bigger and bigger on, on what you're working on and and bigger materials as well you you know it's it's roller heads rather than a brush and, and stuff like that to make your mark so yeah so um what was your uh your theme for that mural uh so that was like a lot of um uh what do you call it like interaction with uh, with the local population had a lot of back and forth meetings um all sorts of input you, you get every every idea under the sun and then it's about sort of just trying to collate that all down work out what the main themes that keep coming through are mm-hmm. and then trying to say pick four or three of them and then wrap that into a single cohesive image yeah, yeah. so basically um, what kept coming through for them was you know their agricultural heritage um, you know looking to the future 
um, nature uh, and you know their own sort of town itself so I guess that rolled down into obviously the the wheat fields which you know isn't overly original on a wheat silo but at the same time you know you want to produce something that the you know that town is going to be very proud of so the idea was you know to to put a, a, a young girl in the in the picture is in looking to the future and um and yes uh you know their their sunsets in that area are like world renowned so trying to like wrap all those things together to make one image yeah cool yeah and did you um did you collaborate with anyone on that or was it, it was just entirely your yeah your no thing? just just me yeah. um it took a i was out there for just over a month and i had Whoa. i think three three weeks of solid work so Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a few bits of, of weather or high winds, which, yeah, being up in a boom with a generator, spray gun, or your buckets at full extension, um, and high winds pick up, you're like, yeah, screw this, I'm going home. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take it easy and um, and just come back the next day. Yeah. And ha- um, with the wall you're painting up here in Darwin, like mm-hmm. you're working with a uh, a local indigenous artist, are you? Yeah, Les. He's um, he's done a lot of work with um, with Berkey, um, Andrew Siramon in the past. So they he's he's pretty good at the whole um, working the collaboration angle. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we just sort of had a chat, and you know it's on monsoons, and um, yeah, we just sort of threw around a, f- a few ideas, and he does a lot of sort of fish and, and flying images, so you know some some local animals and, and his style mixed together worked quite well. Yeah, it's um it's qu- it's quite funny that you're painting on the side of monsoons. Yeah, because do you know what we um we got our bag searched on the way in there, and we had all like paint and stuff with us. Oh yeah. And they're like, oh, you're the artist. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they thought that we were you because oh, you're painting the side. Oh, did you get free drinks? <laughs> Heaps of free drinks. Oh, <laughs> I fairly utilised that. Yeah, and then we went back again and they go, oh, welcome back. You know, it's looking great. It's coming along really well. Yeah, thanks. Here's a bunch of drink cards. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I guess you owe me a beer. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, make the most it, of it. Yeah, you're not doing it, so we'll, well, we'll get yeah, them in. I mean, knocking off and having a couple on the arvos, but um, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's still a lot of work, so I don't want to get too plastered for... Uh, for a big day in the sun ahead. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't blame you. I'll be on the mid-strings, you know. Mm. So there you go, thinking ahead. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so with, with the paintings that you're doing, there's mm. a lot of, um, like, I guess the market's almost saturated with large-scale murals being done. Like, yeah. it's, it seems to be, like, a really hot thing to do at the moment. Absolutely, yeah. Um, are, you, are you looking for a way to stand out and, like, have your own take on what's being done? Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to do art as a career um, and, you know, make money from doing something creative. Uh, this, at the moment, is definitely, um, you know, an area that is massively popular and, like you said, pretty saturated. So, um, yeah, it's it's a matter of, of taking these opportunities while they're here, but at the same time still looking further afield to, you know, produce um, studio work and... I mean, I still do um, youth workshops and stuff with, with local kids because I think, um, yeah, it's, it's just good. Like, I remember the effect it, it had on me as a, as a young kid and I think that's it's good to, to, you know, keep not only your option open but to, you know, you know keep striving to create a, a wider, you know, art field. Mm. Yeah. I've noticed, like, you work with a lot of, um, like, drips mm-hmm. in your art. Like, yeah. um, is that sort of like a style that you're coining? Uh, I wouldn't say... 
say that. I think a lot of people do it as as it's just um, it gives you a cool effect and it's um, it's about the practice. You know, you're on a really you know up high on a hot wall. You want to mix paint. It's going to blend a lot easier if you've got a lot of water with it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I guess that also affects my studio work because it's using acrylics and you you can blend quite easily doing that but um it's funny being here in darwin um the humidity some days it's it's so humid that the paint doesn't dry so you're almost working with oils because you're blending on the wall with wet paint so you Mm. come back to an area and it's still wet and you can keep playing with it so i don't know i i've never really considered too much on on um uh, like a specific process it's more just like a natural progression as, as things go mm. yeah. and i was looking back at some of your um earlier work it's not not even all that long ago but you it seemed a lot darker and a lot more sort of graffiti inspired and like with people like with their faces covered or balaclavas and you know with like tags and sort of spray effects in there mm-hmm. like um do you sort of keep that style for yourself and then you and because i guess it's hard to sort of sell that style into you know companies or, or yeah i mean that's that's the thing you it, it's it's a fine line to walk because um you know as much as you want you to have your own credibility at the same time you have to make a living so you know for some jobs you'll be doing it as a as a paid gig and other jobs you'll be doing your own work um but i i, I think i like that because it keeps it changing you're not just producing one thing you're always it's, it just keeps the ball rolling. You've always got a new thing, a new, new thing to tackle, a new concept to play with. So um, I guess the graph style was you know, largely due to, due to my background mm-hmm. of, of how I learned to paint. And um, I think now it's just slowly evolving into trying to spread out a bit more into, into newer subjects. Um, yeah, I, I've always had people say... Um, your work's very dark. I, I did a lot of like mixed media paintings of, of actual nighttime photography a few years ago, which I think I want to start bringing that back and then blending the the faces and the and the images and the sort of figurative works together into one thing. So yeah, it's yeah, it's just evolving. It's just yeah. a natural thing. So do you have like a story that you're building into your art, like related to your your past or anything like that, or? Um, I'd like to be a bit more political. I think that having these opportunities to paint large-scale works, you know, you, you want to say something, um, not just... I mean, there's... You can have works that are aesthetically pleasing, which is great for everybody, you know. It's something it's nice in the area. It gives people sort of, you know, a good sense of ownership to, to what they're looking at. But at the same time, yeah, with large-scale murals, actually having a message in some of the work is probably um, just a good op- opportunity to, to sh- shed light on a few things that you know maybe the media or, or whatnot aren't really interested in. Yeah. yeah. Power to the people, eh? A you little get the bit, message yeah. out there as long as they, the owner of the building lets you do well, it. Well, that's, that, <laughs> that's another thing. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's a fine line sometimes. You've got to be a bit, um, a bit careful. You can, you, know, you can pigeonhole yourself as well if you... If you get too, um, you, I guess you, you don't want to be trying to jam something down people's throats, but at the same time, just subtly making a point about things is, mm. is worthwhile. Yeah. So when, you, when you're when selling in ideas, do you come in into the uh, 
uh, discussion is like I can let's work out an, a concept to, together and I can paint whatever you, we come up with or, or are you trying to sell them in on like I paint um, A, B and C and it has to fall under that, that group I guess yeah like I said it just depends if I get the opportunity to paint whatever I want then I'll try and do that and mm. um, yeah um, sometimes you'll you'll try and work with someone to yeah get a message out there yeah yeah, I, um, every weekend I go to the South Melbourne market and uh, buy my, my groceries and stuff, fruit and veg. And I, um, yeah, so you've got a whole bunch of murals around there that have popped up, which that's, is good to see. That's an interesting story, actually. Um, so initially, uh, they haven't paid me yet, so I shouldn't be too quick to, to bring this out because <laughs> they, they might renege. But um, yeah, I, 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 um, they asked, it was a 150 year anniversary and they wanted some you know portraiture of, of local people and I thought okay great and I was a bit busy at the time so I just pulled an image off the net of this old Asian lady she had kind eyes and I thought oh yeah I'll send him that and when time comes around I'll, I'll shoot shoot the actual um the image I want to use and uh yeah I you know I didn't think anything of it but I went to the um to the markets with with pixels one day and we just approached a couple of ladies and said oh you know can we take your photo? We're going to use it as a, a mural, and they kindly said yes. And um, yeah, it was just an Indonesian woman in a hijab. I didn't think anything of it. She had kind eyes that matches what I gave them. No dramas. Anyway, sent it through, painted the thing. Well, I didn't send it through. Painted the mural, and there was a massive backlash because someone up the chain, who's the boss, is uh, probably a little bit racist. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, they started coming down on me really hard saying that this is, you've gone off brief. And I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, it's an Asian lady. And what's, what's the difference here? And they, yeah, threw a bit of back and forth. They actually, um, yeah, tried, their initial reaction was they were talking about painting over it, which I was absolutely disgusted by. Um, but in the end, yeah, they just sort of, they, they asked me to do some extra work for them as a, as a sweetener because I'd apparently gone off brief. So I think, um, yeah, sometimes, you know, the doing these things, yeah, can, can send a message a bit because at the time there was a lot of issue in the media and they were a bit worried that this could have a real problem for them. And then, you know, it turned around that everyone's loving it and they're completely on board. So yeah, changes the perspective. Yeah. yeah. Well, so like you got all these um like mural projects and things going on, but do you, you know you've had like solo shows as well? Like are you um like interested in pursuing a, a gallery career? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd I'd love to be able to get to a point where I could just paint absolutely what I want every time I I paint. Um, and I think eventually I hope that'll that'll be where it gets to. Um, but yeah, I think um stepping between the two is really beneficial because you uh it changes your perspective and techniques and all the crossovers you can flip back and forth between the two so when you're painting large-scale walls you might come up with a new technique that then you run through your studio work and then vice versa with the studio work you come up with new refined ideas that then you can push back out onto the larger the larger walls so it's certainly like an area i need to 
to spend more time in. I want to have a show next year, so I guess it's about yeah, sitting back down and just um, I guess putting the blinkers on for a bit and just getting back in the studio for a fair fair dig. Yeah, and when um like when you're doing your studio painting, like what sort of subjects are you looking at? Um yeah, I I went a lot of um portraiture because I um one at the moment it's it's very popular so it's it's an easy sell but at the same time it's a very difficult thing that I'd always avoided because I found it so hard so I decided that I I needed to to give it a really good go to to start to get my head around it and then um from there I want to start building it out into more figurative um pieces and um and like I was saying maybe incorporating some of those like uh backdrops and nighttime photography and starting to blend the two together and seeing where that leads so, mm-hmm. yeah so as you said it is like uh, really popular doing portraiture at the moment mm-hmm. or has been for centuries I guess. forever yeah basically <laughs> yeah. yeah um and there's so many people who are good at it mm. but do you think there's like um like an edge that certain people have over others when it's like to do with like marketing and like strategy and drive I, as well yeah i think it just sells well to the public basically most people can look straight at a portrait and say oh i know what that is whereas mm. um a lot of other artists that will work a discipline um for a long time it's, it's far more niche and um you're gonna it's going to be a slightly harder sell for the for the public to understand basically they actually have to take you know five minutes to to work out what's going on as opposed to just looking up and seeing you know a, a beautifully rendered portrait um so i think for me personally it's about um i guess it's it's a bit like the going back to graph like you want your letter structure to be good before you start adding any of the accoutrements or wild style or whatever you know you you see someone that can do a really nice piece but when you break away all the stuff around it the letter structure is no good then to me it's it's not that Mm. well done so i think yeah in in this sense it's about you know work your way right through to get a handle on doing something as best you can and then you can start deconstructing it and going back the other way so do you think it uh, like it's important to have like an edge or a point of difference like so think of like roan for instance he's his uh paintings are quite iconic mm-hmm. and he's you know like there's people that do similar paintings to him but mm-hmm. there's but you know when it's a roan and when it's not and because he's been really good at marketing and also placement um do you think like, I guess it's important to have like an edge like that in uh, when you are doing portraits or animals and things yeah, like that? Yeah, and anything you, you want, um, I think to the, in today's society, it's largely based on, on marketing and branding. So when you look at something and you can immediately tell who that's by, you're going to have an edge over everybody. Um, and then it's going to always come back to you because people will... will you know it's easy to find you it's easily distinguishable um and then they'll reach out to you and i think for me personally i've probably had uh i've I've never really given a lot of that um enough thought in that i'm more just tend to paint because i enjoy it um and it's sort of funny because um you, you you get yeah, to me, I look at my work and I don't see it, uh, like too much of a specific style, but people often say that it is. So I hope that that's starting to work in that direction, yeah. Mm. And because you're painting a lot of um, you know, different themes because you're trying to 
please clients as well. Yep. Do you want to try and um, like bring your, your more studio work, like really hone in on what, what it is that you love to paint and then try to sort of start selling that style into the, uh, yeah, that's, that's certainly where I feel, I feel I'm sort of at the tipping point now where I can start to be a bit more, um, have a bit more say in what I want to paint. Mm. Whereas initially for a long time, it was just about paying the bills. So you were trying mm. to do your own thing and your graph and your artwork and your street art. And it was all one big, just, you know, rolling ball. Whereas now, um, I feel like I'm starting to get a, enough of a handle on, on what I'm doing, um, considering the work that I want to produce and starting to, when people do come to you particularly, you can actually sort of dictate what it is you want to paint and how you want to paint it. So, mm, mm. I mean, that is, that's the ultimate goal really. Yeah. yeah. So I felt like I've, I interviewed um, Cleon Peterson a few mm-hmm. weeks ago and I found him to be a really interesting person to speak to because yeah. he paints large public murals of characters stabbing each other. <laughs> and he, uh, and he manages to sell it in and, and, and get the, the, you know, these prime walls and everything yeah, yeah. because he, he stands his ground on what he's about yeah. and he's like, well, this is me. And if you want me to do it, this is what you're going to get. Yeah. I think it's, um, like it's a really empowering way to go about your art. Definitely. And but I then at the same time, he, he's own, he's had to work up until a couple of years ago because mm. he hasn't been able to make enough money off his art. Exactly. So yeah, it's, it's very much that duality or um tightrope where you've yeah you i mean you've, you've you've got to pay the bills um as well but at the same time the end goal is always the end goal so you're mm. still focused on where you want to be it's just a matter of getting there so i think yeah you you mentioned roan before i think you know he's a very savvy businessman and he's gotten to a point where he can run exactly how he wants to run it and i think um as you know as well as being a bloody good artist um i think that that's yeah the end goal it's it's where everyone wants to get to mm. yeah yeah and so um do you have any like uh up and coming projects and plans in the future um yeah i, I really want to work towards a new new show um that's probably the the main one um i'm enjoying just yeah like i was saying sort of getting to a feel of this point where I can start to really push back on on having people come to me for my work entirely and say we just we like what you do here's a wall do something good on it um yeah I I think um a bit more travel as well I've done a little bit I I got overseas this year um and did some collaboration with uh, my girlfriend uh Loretta and I did some stuff in London and Vancouver which Mm -hmm. was which was really good fun um and, and, and that's just another area that, um, you know, you get yourself out there and, and the collaboration gives you a new, you know, approach or understanding of an idea. Yeah. And so you two have been uh, collaborating for a while now, haven't you? Yeah, a little bit. Um, we've done a few walls together. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just really good fun. Um, so I just enjoy, yeah. Yeah. I spoke to her the other day and she said that you two work well together. Uh, yeah, we, we, you know, it's like anything, you, you, you have your moments where you get a bit stressed and you're up in a boom lift and it's really hot and things aren't working but uh, can't walk off on each other <laughs> no not at all um but yeah it's um yeah it's just about uh yeah finding the the middle ground and, and working something that everyone's happy with yeah so um so where's the best place for people to check out your art online um 
probably just my website, camscale.com.au, and then, yeah, obviously Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where, where are you on the Instagram? Uh, just camscale. Yeah. C-A-L-E, all one word. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right, Cam. Um, sorry to cut this short. I'm getting kicked out of the hotel room like six <laughs> minutes ago. It's all good. But, uh, but yeah, but it's uh, been great to sit down and catch up with you. Yeah, it's been fun. And um, yeah, I guess I'll have to hit you up with some of those free beers. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. I've, I owe you, definitely. Nice one. <laughs> Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To find out more about today's guest, go to benchtalkpodcast.com. There you'll find all previous episodes and images of the guest's artwork. Also, follow us on Instagram, bench underscore talk there you can keep up to date with all things that are happening with the podcast bench talks also streaming on soundcloud and facebook just simply search for bench talk podcast or you can subscribe to the podcast on itunes while you're there don't forget to rate and review it helps get the word out and if you like the podcast don't forget to tell a friend thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode bye